All right, game three of the NBA Finals, and we have a series. It is tied 1-1, but a pretty good series so far. Again, we had, what, Boston takeover in the fourth quarter, game one, Golden State takeover in the uh, third quarter in game two. So hoping this one comes down to the wire here in game three. Um, but, yeah, we do have big contests up top still, uh, 250K, two first uh, over on DraftKings for the big showdown slate. But uh, before we get into the video, if you guys are a first-time viewer, welcome to my channel. Again, my name is DK, and I do cover content for DraftKings, PrizePicks, NBA Top Shot, and for SuperDraft. SuperDraft is the sponsor of this video. Make sure to use the code DKDFS for a $50 match on a $50 deposit. It is linked down below. They do a player prop contest as well as multiplier format contest. So check that out. You can win up to 20x your money playing uh, their player prop stuff. And if you guys are looking for more in-depth content for DFS, you can check out my Patreon link down below. NBA, USFL, and esports uh, package. Uh, esports has been going very well for us, Call of Duty. Um, so again, if you're interested in that, you can check it out. Linked in the description. But um, let's take a look at my lineup here from last game before we go over the uh, salaries for Game Three. So went very, very well. Was on pace to take down this uh, tournament, this Hunter Single Entry Tournament. But unfortunately, the game blew out when a couple people with Jordan Poole passed me. Now, Jordan Poole was a guy I liked if you watched the, my YouTube video, Game 2. But he just didn't make it in my lineup. Um, but yeah, Poole, Poole played very well in the blow. It was a little bit tilting how... You know, the bull teams kind of waved the white flag, but a few starters, a few main guys have played a majority of the fourth quarter, like Poole played the whole fourth quarter. Clay Thompson played a majority. Kavon Looney came back in at like six steals. Just don't get me started there. Um, Derek White played for a while too. So was a little bit tilting to watch that, uh, you know, go down a little bit in the winnings, but still had a really solid night. So hoping to keep it going. Um, Gary Payton was the punt play that I liked the best just because we got the news uh, with once Iguodala's out and we got that confirmation from Steve Curry's going to be in the rotation. He was the guy I liked the best, and that came through in a big way. All right, but let's first start off with the Golden State side. So Steph Curry um, has played extremely well uh, first two games of the finals, going for 56 and 50 fancy points. He's really been, you know, carrying the team offensively, um, shooting the ball relatively well. Um, you know, getting some assists. He's been, you know, rebound the ball at a decent rate as well. So I have no issue with Steph Curry. Obviously, Boston's, you know, one of the best defensive teams, but Steph has still uh, found a way to put up, you know, good performances in game one and game two. So yeah, like Steph still at the top. Um, all right, let's just go, uh, let's just go, you know, by salary instead of team by team. Um, we have Tatum right below Steph at 10.8K. So I do think Tatum's still a little bit safer with the peripheral stats. Um, you know, a little bit of a better rebounder. Um, you know, he had 13 assists last game, which, you know, game or game one, I should say, which we probably don't get again, but Tatum's a little bit better of stuff in the stat sheet. So I think he's a little bit safer than Steph. Both obviously have a ceiling. Um, and then Jalen Brown's, you know, what, $1,400 cheaper than Tatum. Um, he's a guy that a little bit of a lower floor than Tatum, but I would say a similar ceiling. Brown can go for 50 plus as well. Um, so like the main three guys, I have no issue with any of them and Curry, Tatum and Brown. And, and the salaries are still not... Like, it's not super tough to get, you know, the top three guys in your lineup if you want to do that. So, um, yeah, the main three guys, I think, all look pretty good. Smart and Horford are both very bad um, in game two. So, I do think that will drop the ownership. Smart only played 25 minutes, um, dealt with some foul trouble. Al Horford only shot four times. Um, again, I, I said, I was like, I don't think he's going to shoot nine of 12 again. He did not. He shot one of four. So, um, I do think what's going to happen is you're going to see pretty low ownership on both those guys, but you know, they're going back home now. And um, I still like, I think they're, they're good candidates for bounce back games. So 
I do expect Marcus Smart to probably play, you know, 35 to 40 minutes in a competitive game. And Horford, probably similar run. You know, Rob Williams has been pretty banged up. So the two Boston mid-range guys who struggled, um, I like his bounce-back candidates, and I do think they'll come into less ownership. Clay Thompson has been really, really bad first couple games so far in the finals, especially last game, 4th 19 shooting. Um, you know, the price point is still not bad, though, on Clay. It's just a, th- it's just a situation where he can still hurt you. Um, but the ceiling is clearly there. So if like Clay has one of his good games, um, you know, we goes to like 45 fancy points, he's going to blow the salary out of the water. So it's just basically the same thing I always say with Clay is, you know, once every three, four or five games, he's going to have that good game. But, you know, more often than not, if you're playing single entry stuff, he's going to let you down. So it just depends on your risk tolerance if you want to go there, because most of the time it's going to hurt you. But the times he comes through, it's, it's going to come through in a big way. And then, you know, the other two mid-range options here with Wiggins and Draymond, I think both look pretty good. Draymond Green, you know, I've been very high in him this series just because, you know, the minutes have been trending down for Looney. They've been trending up for Draymond, which just means more Draymond Green at the five, which boosts his rebounding numbers. Um, I just think it helps Draymond overall uh, fantasy-wise. So I still like Draymond here at 7K. He's got to hope he doesn't get ejected. Uh, you know, I had to sweat that a little bit uh, in game two of him, you know, possibly getting ejected there. Um, and then Wiggins. You know, he's been relatively aggressive on the offensive end. Had a subpar game last game, but um, for the playoffs, for the most part, he's been pretty consistent. So he's kind of just there for me. I'm not going to prioritize him, but last piece in, sure, it's been killing me. But I will continue to to fade Kevon Looney. If he continues to go for five steals and blocks a game, I'll just continue to lose. Uh, He only played 21 minutes last game, and he played in some garbage time. So the minutes were definitely trending down on Looney, which we thought they would. Uh, but he just fell into like five steals. So um, I'll continue to fade. Um, if the Looney people continue to get there, I'll be in so, so, so much pain because they they really deserve to be punished severely. If you continue to play Kevon Looney, you deserve to be punished. So hopefully that's in game three because uh, I'll be on the all-out fade once again. Uh, Jordan Poole, 6'4", uh, so he had a bounce-back game. And, you know, he came in at pretty low ownership because of the bad game one. And we were expecting that, right? Because that's kind of what we've seen all, all playoffs long is, you know, one or two games, you know, people put a, you know overreact to it and then ownership drops. Um, so here's the thing with Jordan Poole. He only played 23 minutes, and he did play basically the entire fourth. So that that is a little bit concerning. That is. Um, you saw Gary Payton play a good chunk in the first half. So, um it is a little bit concerning with the minutes here for Poole um, if, if Gary Payton is going to play kind of what he did last game. So there is risk with Poole, but the ceiling is still there. It's just, again, a high-risk play. Rob Williams, he just does not look like himself at all. Only put 14 minutes. Um, it's just a GPP play. Um, you know, they, they said they want to cap his minutes at kind of 20 to 25. He only played 14 last game. Um, if he plays well, maybe he could play a little bit more again. He's obviously a guy that can get those blocks and steals, but um, just, just worried about his health, right? Um, and then Derek White, I think he's going to be a pretty popular play, but I think he continues to play around 30 minutes in the series. Um, I mean, he just matches up well against Golden State. He can, you know, they can throw him on staff at times and Smart's not out there. He's been shooting the ball pretty well. Um, you know, he can get some assists as well. So I think Derek White's a pretty safe play here at 5.8K. My only concern with him is I think he's going to be pretty popular. And then Otto Porter did only play 15 minutes last game. That was a little bit concerning. However, the blowout, right, I think he probably would have got one more shift there in the fourth quarter if it wasn't for the blowout. So maybe we would have got about 20 minutes in Porter if the game did not blow out. Um, and I think he's a fair value play, right? A guy that, you know, has been playing pretty well in the playoffs, can get some rebounds, can get some steals. Um, you know, last game's minutes, like I said, a little bit concerning, but 
I still think he's a decent option. Williams, Pritchard, I think more contrarian plays, that being Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard. You did see 21 minutes from Grant Williams. Again, though, he did play a decent chunk in that blowout. Um, he's shown a pretty low floor going for 11, 8, 19, and 6, and 12 fans points over the last five games. He's kind of a guy that needs the minutes to be there. Now, he's also dealt with some foul trouble, like I said, has not played very well. But if someone in Boston gets in some foul trouble, um, you know, you could see Grant Williams play a bit more. So uh, I think he's not out of play, but definitely more of a contrarian play. Then Peyton Pritchard, a good point per minute guy, um, played 19 minutes again, played a good chunk of the blowout as well. Um, Again, in competitive game, how many minutes does he play, right? He did play 16 game one, but he did play very well in that fourth quarter. So uh, Pritchard intrigues me because he's a guy that if he does fall into some more minutes, like if, if you get Marcus Mark foul trouble again or, you know, someone gets, again, injured or something, like if he somehow finds a way into more minutes, um, he's a guy that is a good point per minute guy. So I always, you know, uh, like playing guys like that because um, they can produce in limited minutes. And if they do find their way into more minutes, they can have a really, really big game. And then we've got to talk about a couple of punt plays here. So, well, first of all, to keep an eye on the status of Iguodala. Uh, he got ruled out for game two with knee inflammation. We'll see if he's available for game three. If he's available for game three, it's it's really going to make Peyton and, and Bielitz a lot riskier. Um, If he's out, then I think Gary Payton's a solid play here at 3K. Again, he also played a decent chunk in the blowout, but, um, you know, played a lot in that first half. A decent defender, um, you know, a guy that can, you know, get those peripheral stats. So, I like Gary Payton a decent amount if Iguodala doesn't play. And then I was a little bit surprised we saw Bielitsa in the regular rotation, played 11 minutes. That did surprise me. I thought we would only get eight guys from Golden State. We, we saw nine in the rotation, in the regular rotation at least. So if Iguodala is out again, can you take a shot in Bielitsa? Sure. I mean, he is a good point per minute guy. Um, I'm not convinced he plays again in game three, but I was surprised. I did not think he was going to play game two, and he did. So I do think he's at least in consideration. And I also was pretty surprised Daniel Tice played. I know he played, you know, a bit in the blowout too, but he played in the first half. And I like, I don't know why Daniel Tice is getting rotation minutes right now, uh, but he is only 1.6K, so I thought I'd mention that. And everyone else basically would only play in a blowout. Like if you, for some reason, if you think this game blows out, you can look to a guy like Kaminga, who is a good part for minute guy, but don't expect him to play in the regular game. Again, Iguodala will keep an eye on it. If he's available... The tricky part is if he's available, like how much does he play, right? So that is pretty important news for the status of Godala here for game three. But other than that, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video. So again, if you do enjoy these uh, YouTube videos, breaking down the show on slates, uh, just make sure to leave a like button, subscribe if you haven't already. Again, getting close to 12,000, hit the notification bell as well, just so you know when I do upload uh, videos and go live. Um, but other than that, guys, uh, that'll do it for me. So good luck. Um, Hope you guys want some big money, and I'll see you all in the next video.